0: good morning morning. all right Uh, got a few people still back there getting refreshments and uh, as you come on in I just got a couple of announcements I need to make Uh, I am Andy Watson I am the youth minister here at Memorial Um, our pastor uh, suffered an injury this weekend Uh, Wednesday night he fell going out of the back door to the Parsonage and broke his wrist both bones they had to have surgery on Friday morning And um, the surgery went okay, except it left him in a lot of pain, so they had a second surgery Friday night to relieve some compressed nerves. And he's kind of down for the count right now. Uh, He is uh, doing better this morning, um, but uh, he's not able to be here with us today. And he uh, sends his warm wishes as we start this Advent season, so we'll remember him in our prayer time today. Along with that, uh, we like to—yes, Judy. Yeah, he's still in the hospital. Um, along with uh, that prayer request, I'd like to ask you if you have any prayer requests that you don't mind putting on a prayer card. Uh, to raise your hand, and the ushers will bring it to you at this time. Um, and at the prayer time, we will uh, share those if uh, if you don't mind having that shared in front of the whole congregation. Um, also, uh, if you weren't here last week for the consecration Sunday service, and you would like a pledge card, the ushers also have some pledge cards. Um, if you would like one of those, you can raise your hands and uh, they'll get one to you as well. Or they're located on the back table um, if you need those. Uh, let's see, what else? Next Sunday, very special day um, in our Advent uh, celebrations. The children will be presenting their Christmas musical at the 11 o'clock service um, in the sanctuary next Sunday. So I uh, plan on being here for that. And then Sunday afternoon, uh, that's again next Sunday, at 2:30, the Christmas parade will be rolling through Greer, and after the Christmas parade, the Mission Kids uh, project will be going on, where they're giving out cocoa and popcorn and, and other things. Anything else, Katie? And cocoa, popcorn, and cookies to the community. We're opening it up, you know, community wide, because so many people come and they sit in the parking lot or sit out in front of the church to watch the parade. So we're going to offer that to them after the parade's over, as a as just a goodwill offering towards the community, and hopefully, um, get some uh. Connections made and some relationships started. Uh, let's see. One more thing. If you haven't ordered poinsettias um, and would like to, uh, the deadline for that is tomorrow. You, there's a form in the bulletin you can fill out, or there you can call the church office, and uh, Beth will be glad to take your order in the morning. But those are due uh, tomorrow, December 2nd, the poinsettia orders. I think that's about it. Uh, youth have regular activities this week. And um, without anything else, uh, let's pause for just a moment, gather our thoughts, and focus our hearts uh, hearts and minds on why we are here, and that is to worship the risen Savior.
1: You stand, and let's all sing together.
2: Oh come, man you Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lonely exile, grant, dear, the Son of God. Joy, Emmanuel, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Israel. Shall come to thee, O. Israel. As we have heard all night, sweetly singing. mm
1: Lord, thank you so much for this day and for the season of Advent, Lord. We have been expecting this, and we have been waiting on this. And just the season of your coming, Lord, is so exciting, and it just fulfills us. Lord, help us just to hold on to that excitement and to share that love and that light of you with others, as many people as we can meet. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. came to pass back in those days that Caesar he decreed. A census would be taken off the Roman world, you see. So everyone packed up and headed back to their hometowns. And Joseph up from Galilee to Bethlehem was bound. with his fiance as a prank Their way. The woman on a donkey on their way to Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah. oh. oh, oh, oh. Will you turn, and greet your neighbors, tell them good morning and Merry Christmas, and children, come to the carpet.
3: Good morning. How is everybody? Um, The theme for this first Sunday in Advent is Jesus is coming again, but when? And I want to read you a Bible verse. It comes out of the book of Matthew chapter 24. I'm going to read you verses 36 and 44. It says, No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So you must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. So y'all saw what I brought with me already. What did I bring with me this morning? Yeah. Okay, so when I was in school, can everybody see my clock? When I was in school, when I was little, I remember that we learned how to tell time, and we used a clock kind of like this, but it didn't have this cover on it, so we could move the hands and learn how to tell time. Have y'all seen that? Do y'all have that at school, maybe? Um if you haven't yet, you probably will. So how do you how do you tell the time? This long hand right here. Sorry, I can't hold the microphone in the the long hand tells us what? Yeah, and the short hand? And then the one that's moving. Okay, y'all are good. So what time is it if this clock is right? Close, Eli. It's about nine fifteen, yeah. So, another way that is much easier to tell the time is like this. Perfect, y'all are good. Digital, so what time does it say? We were right, we did good. Okay, it's much easier to just look at those numbers, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no matter what kind of clock we use, whether we look at one like this that has the hands on it, or a digital one that's much easier, do you look at the clock often during the day? I catch myself looking at the clock a lot. Like, is it almost lunchtime? Is it almost nap time? What do y'all look at the clock for? Yeah. When school's going to be over? Yeah. You don't look at it much? That's probably good. When school's going to start? Yeah. Well, what about if you know that you're going to the movie with your friends at 2 o'clock? Are you constantly watching the clock to see if it's 2 o'clock yet? If it's time to go to the movies or do something fun with your friend? And if you can't tell time yet, are you saying, what time is it? is it two o'clock yet? Do you do that? So you can ask, right? You can say, Dad, is it two o'clock yet? I'm ready to go to the movies. Well, this Sunday marks the beginning of a very special season called Advent, and the dictionary says the meaning of Advent is the coming of something very important. What do you think that is? What's coming that's so important? Y'all, y'all got it right. I thought that you might say Christmas right? And that is kind of something that's coming that's very exciting right now. But what's even bigger and more exciting and more important than that is the Bible verse that I just read you tells us that who's coming again. So how are we going to know when he's coming? We're not. Jesus said that he would come again, but he didn't tell us what time he would be here. So if we don't know when he's coming, how are we going to be ready? Do what? Wait for him. And what do we do while we wait for him so that we're ready when he gets here? Yeah, we have to do all the things he told us to do, which are things like loving one another, caring for the sick, feeding the hungry. What are other things we can do while we wait for Jesus to show him that we're ready for him? Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, see, y'all know. So come to think of it, we're really doing the same things that we're doing while we wait for Jesus that we're doing while we wait for Christmas, right? We want to think more about what we're giving and doing for others than what we're getting in return. So instead of thinking about what we're going to get, let's think about what we can give while we wait for Christmas and for Jesus. Can you do that with me? Do you think that would be a good idea? Bow your heads and pray. Let's ask God to help us do that. Dear Jesus, we look forward to the day when you return. Help us live in a way that we are ready when you come. Amen.
0: Are there any more prayer cards? If not, I do ask that you would remember um, Pastor Joseph and Brenda, his wife, who has also undergone major surgery in the last two weeks and still uh, rehabilitating from that. Uh, So uh, remember them and their family. Uh, Let us pray then this morning. Most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for all the many blessings that you have poured out upon us. Lord, it is this time of year that we remember just how blessed we are, and we are reminded that there are many in this world who are much less fortunate than us. May we not take for granted the comforts that we have, the blessings that you have showered upon us, and may we be ever ready to give to those in need. Lord, we ask that you would grant us this day the ability to focus more on you and less on the world. As we enter into this time of prayer, we are reminded that it is only through your son and his work in our lives and his work on the cross that we have access to you. May we also not squander this opportunity. We bring to you the pains that are in our heart, the people that are on our minds, those we love and care for, those we're worried about. We offer up to you those who are in pain, those who are suffering from physical illnesses, from emotional distress, from strained relationships. Lord, we pray your peace upon them. We pray that you would bring your reconciliation into their lives as we pray that we also are reconciled to one another. We confess that we have fallen short of your standard, and ask for your forgiveness, and ask for the strength and the courage to continue on and do better tomorrow than we have today. Lord, we are so thankful that we are able to share our deepest concerns with you, and this morning we certainly lift up all those things that are on our hearts and weigh heavy on our minds. As we also lift up to you, uh, Pastor Joseph, for the people who are still suffering in the Philippines and the people dealing with the aftermath of tornadoes in Illinois, we lift up all these situations to you, Lord, and everything else that might be bothering us this day. We know that you have promised you are already at work in each and every situation and ask only that you would show us where your presence is. And if it be your will, Lord, may we join you. May we be the answers to your prayers for other people. May we be your hands and your feet, your heart and your voice. These are our prayers this day, and we pray them in the name of Christ who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. This time we have our lighting of the Advent wreath. It is the first Sunday in Advent.
3: First comes out of Isaiah 62 through 3. See darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ our hope. May the light sent from God shine in the darkness to show us the way of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
0: Little Duncan is growing like a weed, isn't he? He'll be a year old in January. Can y'all believe that? Well, our scripture lesson for today comes from the book of Matthew, and Katie's already touched on it some. Uh, uh, But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as were the days, uh, excuse me, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken and one left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one left. Therefore stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The Word of God for the people of God. I love Christmas lights. We have our Christmas concert in here in a couple of weeks. It's on the 21st at 7 o'clock. It's in the newsletter in the bulletin. But I like it because we totally transformed the gym and we put up Christmas lights. And if you hadn't seen it, it just looks nice. Uh, we've already got our Christmas tree. By show of hands, how many of you already have a Christmas tree up at home? Okay, that's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So we I like the lights. I like to even after we're finished, Kelly thinks I'm crazy, but I like to just kind of stare until it gets all fuzzy and all it is is just... Warped lights, you know, you just turn off all the lights except the Christmas tree, you with me, Laura? Okay, I love lights, and this time of year is a time of year when we celebrate lights. And I'm reminded of when my children were a little bit younger, um, they still sleep with night lights, but but it used to be a closet light that they slept with. And that way, we could adjust how much light went in the room. They would tell us before, you know, we'd go in and kiss them goodnight and tell them we loved them, and, and then they would tell us a little bit further, a little bit further, or open it a little bit more so they, you know, they could dictate how much light was in their room. Well, Eli went through a phase where he was um, wanting the door all the way shut. And I was trying to explain to him, son, well, if we shut the door, there's hardly any light. Why don't you just let me cut the light out? And he said something that I, at the time I didn't really realize how profound it might have been, but he said, but daddy, if we completely cut the light out, when you come in, if I need you in the middle of the night, how will you find me? And I thought about that and thought about that. And see, he his perspective was is that the nightlight was not just for him to ease his fears or calm his nerves or help him sleep. The nightlight was so that when I came in, if he needed me, I would be able to find him easily. And so I was thinking about that and thinking about how this time of year, you know, we, we focus on the, the Advent wreath. And the reading we just had, I'm not sure if this is going to work. Yeah. The reading we just had begins our journey with this Advent wreath. And each week we will light a different candle, and they all have different uh, symbolisms faith, hope, peace, love, Christ candle. um, And three pink, I mean, three purple, one pink. But this is the way we celebrate the fact that this is the time of year when we remember that Christ has come into the world, shining light into a dark place, and we anticipate His return. And so each week, as this light is lit, it grows brighter and brighter, the Advent wreath does. And that's very symbolic of the way in our lives and in our world, Christ is supposed to shine ever brighter with each passing moment. And that's why we do that. And so, today's scripture lesson reminded me also that we are called to be the light of Christ. Maybe Eli's statement has a little bit deeper meaning than just he wants me to be able to find him. Maybe since Christ has put his light inside of us, it's so that he might too see our light shining when he returns. Now I know that sounds a little far-fetched because surely Christ knows those who are are his children, right? Right. But think of it this way. In the Old Testament, when the Israelites were about to leave Egypt, God had them sacrifice a lamb and put the blood on the doorpost. Now, surely God knew who the Israelites were. He didn't need the blood in order to pass over them or to know who was inside that house, to not go in and destroy them. But it was a symbol marking them as God's people. And our symbol is Christ's light. He came over 2,000 years ago to put that light inside of us. He says in Matthew 5, you are to be the light. And that you are not to hide that light or hide it under a bushel basket is what the scripture says. You are to be that light so that others might be drawn to him. And perhaps even when we anticipate his return, he will easily find us when we need him. In the scripture for today, Jesus tells the disciples that they don't know the hour when he's going to return. The second coming of Jesus, they don't know the hour. He says that everybody will be going about their ordinary business, much like we are this time of year. How many of you have a full schedule already for December? Hardly a day left on the calendar, right? Jesus says when he comes back, everybody's going to be just doing what they were doing, what was normal. He, He calls it like the days of Noah when everybody was drinking and eating and merry and marrying, and, and, and they were just going about their regular routines. Two men will be working in a field. Two women will be grinding at a meal, just doing what they normally did. And suddenly it will happen. Jesus will return. So therefore he says to stay awake, to, or keep awake, stay alert and be ready. And that should cause all of us this time of year When we get to Advent and we think about Jesus has already come once and come so unexpectedly for those people back then, whether or not his return will be just as unexpected. We forget that Jesus came to save the Jews and they almost missed it. God had to announce it to wise men, foreigners, and lowly shepherds. And when Jesus grew up, he had to battle with the Pharisees because they didn't believe he was who he says he was or who he said he was. They didn't get it. So it should cause us to wonder when we contemplate His second coming, are we going to get it? We are now God's people the same way the Israelites are God's people. We're God's people. And they missed the boat almost. Now sure, some Jews even today still call on Christ as their Savior. But for the most part, that culture, He came to save them. He was their Messiah. And they wound up being the ones who crucified Him. I wonder what it'll be like when Jesus returns. Are we ready? How do we even begin to be ready? Jesus says that when he comes, it will be like a thief in the night, like a home invasion. Like a home invasion. Now, Jesus says that if the owner of the home had known what time the thief was coming, he would have stayed up and stopped him from coming. Now, Jesus is not suggesting that in order to prevent break-ins and burglaries, we just stay up all the time and take shifts all the time. That's not exactly what he's saying. But as far as spiritually speaking, I think what he is saying is you can't ever be sure when it's going to happen. So you have to always be ready. You have to always be ready. As Christians, I think sometimes we forget he is coming back. That's what Advent is here to remind us of, is that, that... Jesus came once already, and he promises he's going to come back. I was having a discussion at Bible study up at Slater a couple weeks ago, and I asked them, would you be ready if Jesus came back tomorrow? That's a tough question, isn't it? How many of us could honestly say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready? How many of us have all of our affairs in order? How many of us are proud of the way we've been acting the last, I don't know, few weeks? months, years, are we ready? If Jesus came back tomorrow, are you ready? Am I ready? It led to a very long and in-depth discussion at Bible study, as you can imagine. Because everybody wants to answer that question, are you ready, with, well, how do we know when it's going to happen? That's what everybody wants to know. Not necessarily are they ready, but how do we know when it's going to happen? And and the sad truth is the scripture is very clear that we won't. So therefore, we have to be ready. Now, how do we be ready? I think that the concept of light is the key to being ready. You see, we are supposed to embody the light of Christ. He gave it to us. He came so long ago to put it inside of us. The Gospel of John has no Christmas story. No Christmas story. Only Matthew and Luke have Christmas stories. The wise men and the shepherds, that's pretty much the two stories. John's Gospel, however, has, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then a little bit further down, and the Word became flesh. And then a little bit further down, we get this beautiful tapestry. It really is a very, a very literary, pic- uh, literary picture of Jesus as the light of the world, shining into the darkness, and the darkness not comprehending it, not knowing what to do with it. That's the key to being ready. Because he didn't just, when he ascended back into heaven, take that light with him so that it no longer shines in the world. He left it in each of us. Because he says, you are the light of the world. I give you my light. You are like a city set on a hill. You should not hide this light. Don't put it under a bushel basket. That's how we're to be ready. We can't ever truly know when Jesus is going to come back. But being prepared is about always living the way that he wants us to live. Always letting our light shine. You know, the kids sing that song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine. And we tend to leave it there, don't we, in our childhood. But the truth is, it holds some of the most bountiful theological truth that we could ever really want to hold on to. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. If we would wake up every day, remember that Christ has put a light in us and let it shine, then it wouldn't matter what we were doing when he came back or where we were or who we were with, because he would find us shining his light. He would find us being the people that we're supposed to be. Now this holiday season and every holiday season, we all get so wrapped up, and I'm guilty, of getting so wrapped up in the secular side of things, the parties and the gifts and the presents and and even the decorations. I pray, though, that we would remember that this time of year is about the light of Christ growing brighter and brighter. And right now, the best way for that to happen is as it grows brighter and brighter in you and in me. And we cannot do that if we are focused on ourselves or focused on the world and the way it says we should be or the way we should celebrate. Let's not forget that this is a religious holiday. This is the birth of our Savior. This is when we celebrate that He did come. And this is when we remember and look forward to Him coming again. So let's be prepared. Let's shine our light. I told you I love Christmas lights. But I learned a while back to when I look at Christmas lights and I go and see them, they remind me of the fact that Jesus is the light of the world. So I challenge you to find ways to see Jesus' light and to let Jesus' light shine in and through you. Every time you look at a lit-up Christmas tree, think of the evergreen as we'll be going, Bill's leading the 11 o'clock hanging of the green service later today. Find symbols, find things in Christmas that remind you of Christ and celebrate in that way. And by all means, let's remember to serve others this Christmas because that's the way you share the light. So for every twinkling light and every little house you drive by that's all quaintly decorated and got the lights on the porch, think about how those lights are a symbol for Christ's light shining into a dark world. And then I challenge you to think about how you can be like those lights how you can be like Christ, how you can remember that this is a time when the light should grow brighter and brighter with each and every passing week. So as this Advent wreath gets brighter and brighter and we light one more candle each week, I pray that his light grows inside of us, so much so that we cannot possibly hide it, that all we can do is shine it on others. And then perhaps when he returns, it'll be very easy for him to find us because we'll have the nightlight on for him. I pray that this Christmas, it would be a celebration of Jesus bringing light into your dark places, putting light in your heart that you might bring light into others' lives. Amen. Will you join me in standing as we affirm our faith through this modern affirmation? We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God.
1: You may be seated as the ushers come forward with their tithes and offerings. I wanna go home again, but you leave. Sing together.
2: We'll be right So dear, cast aside your fear and be free.
0: Benediction. I also need to let you know that Allison Duncan had her baby yesterday. Is that right? Yes. Graham, and I'm not sure the rest of the name, but it'll be Graham Duncan. Um, But anyway, so uh, in the coming weeks, I'll be sure and uh, give her a call and see how she's doing. As we leave this place, let us remember that all the lights we see this time of year are a reminder for our light to be shining inside of us. And may it grow ever brighter as we get closer to celebrating Christmas Day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a great week.